You're listening to WDW Tales, a glimpse of the Central Florida theme parks from a cast member's perspective. WDW Tales, behind the name tag. And now your host, Justin Stone. Hi everyone, welcome back to WDW Tales. I'm your host, Justin Stone. Today's post was supposed to be about Tapestry of Nations Part 2. Uh, the last podcast episode I did was about my experience being a drummer in the opening cast of Tapestry of Nations, and that was that Millennium Parade that happened at Epcot from 1999-2000-2001. I was just about to step onto the parade route, and then I decided to save that for Part 2, but... Amidst all the information that happened that came out of D23 last week, I felt it was more important for me to talk about what I thought about all the news. Uh, If you know me and my social media and my podcast, or you just know me, you know that my greatest adventure ever working at Walt Disney World was the Great Movie Ride, and if you have seen anything on the internet lately, you'll know uh, that it's going away. And so I felt this was a good time to talk about all the other stuff that was going on and kind of give my thoughts on it from an old cast member's perspective. And yes, it might sound a little grumpy to some people here and there, but I'm trying to look at this impartially and, and go line by line of all the news that we heard. And then of course, just give my thoughts, uh, on the great movie ride. So I'd love to hear your feedback on uh, my feedback and what you think about all the changes that are happening. Are they happening? Are they good? Are they bad? Are you indifferent? Are you excited? Are you upset? All of these things are valid. I would question rational in the world of the Disney fan universe. Uh, But I'd love to hear, so please let me know your feedback at my my Twitter, WDWTales, my Instagram, WDWTales, my Facebook, WDWTales. Give me your feedback, anything, and uh, and let's talk a little bit about all the stuff that's going on. So first, let's talk about the elephant in the room, or the Death Star in the room, and that is Star Wars, and just the unstoppable force that continues to be Star Wars, especially now that Walt Disney uh, has fully purchased the licensing rights and ownership to all of Star Wars 
galaxy universe whatever and is just taken it beyond all reasonable measure of what you should be doing I mean I I like Star Wars I think it's a neat movie and John Williams as you know is my absolute hero and he did such a great job penning these well-known scores that everybody knows and loves I mean it's an American icon uh, but wow it's just seemed that Star Wars has taken over Uh, if there's any place to put Star Wars whether it's the Magic Kingdom whether it's Animal Kingdom whether it's the studios whether it's Disney Springs, whether it's the big screen, the TV, your phone, you're going to find Star Wars everywhere. And so that was pretty big news when a couple years ago, Disney announced that they're going to be doing these Star Wars lands, both at Disneyland and then um, Hollywood Studios or MGM Studios, as I still call it, and just destroying half the park to build this thing. Now, I know the studios needed a lot of work and it needed a lot of help and New York Street or Streets of America was just a, a big dead space. Uh, of course, I love it. I miss it because I grew up in the studios, and that's that was my home when I worked there for the, for the most part. So to watch it just go to the wrecking ball uh, is, is tough to see. And then all the backstage areas where I, I had so many experiences and so many stories still left to tell, that's all gone. It is all, uh, it's all destroyed um, for Star Wars. So I look at it with a little bit of a bitter taste in my mouth because of, to me personally, that was the basically the, the final straw of the studios. I mean, if, if you remember, the studios were all about the Hollywood that never was and uh, kind of bringing the, the magic of movie making to you. And, and yes, the actual studios part of it never penned out. I'll give you that. I'll see that. But there was still this neat, unique romance of it all. And it was wonderful to watch a place be able to still talk about the old movies. And then, of course, Rock and Roller Coaster came in and kind of killed that. And then everything happened. So Galaxy's Edge, which is what they're calling this, the Star Wars uh, uh, area, uh, is neat. I, I just It just seems like a lot. It seems like a lot of overkill to build this immersive land. And I know it's a total reaction to Harry Potter, just as Avatar was a reaction to Harry Potter. And anyone who wants to debate me on this, go ahead. Cause it's true. Uh, that there are so many other places you could put this thing at star Wars could have had its own park. It could have been a fifth gate, but they put it in the studios and yes, star Wars is a movie. The studios is a studios. Like I get it, but there's just a lot of additional land that could have been, I believe, used and still kept some of the magic of the studios, which I think is is really just been thrown away. And it's a little unfortunate. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see what it looks like, but I know it's kind of they're treading on hollowed ground. So hollowed ground. So it, it makes me a little bit upset. And then the thing that really drives me in batty and I just can't fathom it. Well, I can is the Star Wars hotel, the Star Wars experience, where you pay a ton of money to sleep in a Star Wars-themed hotel. Like, okay, cool. If that's your thing, neat. But I don't know. I'm not really thrilled with it. I'm sure the technology is going to be amazing, and that's all going to be great and fun, but I don't, I don't get it. And 
so many people are going to save so much money to do that one experience. And I know that Disney is not really targeting middle class anymore. And everything is, you pay more to get a little bit more of a premium experience. So why not steer full into it? And so the Star Wars Hotel, like, yeah, it's going to be cool, I guess. It's just not my thing. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm starting with a bit of a downer. So hopefully you're sticking around. Uh, not all of it's going to be, I promise. But, uh, yeah, Star Wars. Um, so let's get into the Pixar Pixar place, Pixar Lamb. I mean, that's exciting. I think that's going to be neat. I, I love the all the Pixar canons. I think it's really smart animation, and it's really smart writing. And as a writer, I can really appreciate what they're doing. I, I don't really know how it's going to turn out. I mean, for all the blueprints and treatments that I've seen it looks like a looks like a bit of a like a next incarnation of di- of Chester and Hester's dino train wreck over it in Animal Kingdom so I'm hoping that they do it tastefully from what I can see in the the current construction it looks it looks okay uh, that fits a little bit more in the studio's vibe I mean Midway Mania is right there and so you know it, it it makes a little bit more sense so I'm I'm optimistic to see what that looks like. It uh, it is a bummer that it's over all the old bungalows and all the old movie stuff, but that's where we are. So Star Wars and eh, Pixar, yay. Maybe when when my kid shows up, we show him all the the Pixar movies, then take him to that. He might get really excited. But uh, for the Star Wars, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I hope they have a lane for everyone's mom to pick them up. Uh, all right, so moving on to Guardians of the Galaxy and Universe of Energy. Wow. What? Okay. So Bob Iger said a couple years ago that they're trying to relive the magic and the, the, the history that was Epcot. This is a total miss. This is a total miss in so many ways. Uh, to take uh, something that was an original story about energy and... Uh, then move into the Ellen stuff, which wasn't great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's super tired and it had a shelf life of like six months, uh, except the Bruce Broughton score was amazing. It's he's another good composer. So I always enjoyed that. Uh, but to stick guardians of the galaxy in Epcot, uh, and then we got some more Pixar stuff happening. It seems to me like the parks are just becoming magic kingdomized, right? Like we're just sticking place, sticking things where, where things can go so that everything has some kind of blockbuster movie piece attached to it. So Avatar and Animal Kingdom, huge miss. Um, Gardens of the Galaxy. I'm, I I like the franchise. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a huge Marvel fan, but the thing I... I I'm excited about from what it looks like is that they're keeping the show building. So they're not tearing down the show building. And, and when I ride universe of energy now, or when I did, what I always enjoyed was, and this is sort of weird, but I'm sentimental. And if you haven't noticed, I love stuff, old stuff and stuff from the past. I'd look around the, the show building as the ride was going on. So I'd like look at the ceiling panels and the lighting and try and see like what was original from 82 versus what was ripped out and added. Um, there's always and it always feels like it's a little bit of a piece of home for me because it's something I've experienced when I was younger, right? Like every Disney fan says, 
I go because it reminds reminds me of things when I did when I was younger. So I look for those pieces. Even it's like literally, it's like acoustical tiling in the ceiling. Like I look for that stuff because I know that's original. And so the show building, it looks like it's staying the same. It's a huge show building, massive show building. So I'm actually pretty excited to see this one. I, I don't think Epcot's the right place for it. And I miss Disney being able to do original stories. I can't think of one thing that they've done original lately. Everything has been Star Wars, Pixar. Marvel, it's all recycled IP. It's to be an Imagineer right now. It's, I would say it's pretty easy because your stuff, your it's already done for you. Unless you're an engineer and you have to come up with the ride technology, that's really where Disney's moving, and everything else is just recycling stories. So, uh, but they're keeping the show building, so I am not going to, I'm not going to gripe at that. So let's move to France. So France, there were some rumors that, uh, in, uh. Impressions to France was going, the movie was going to be ripped out uh, in place for something else. And I think that is like just everyone's favorite from Disney fans to non-Disney fans to first day guests to 35th, 1,000th visit guests. That's an amazing show. It's so dated, but it's so good. It's just, it's so good. The music is so good. I mean, you just go in there and you just fall in love with with France and the music and it's such a just a a nice fit and it's timeless dated but timeless and I would really be sad to see that go but it sounds like it's staying and they're going to add in the Ratatouille ride from Disneyland Paris that uses trackless technology just like um that just like the Toy Story Midway Mania I believe now if I got that wrong then I'm sure all the Disney fans are going to just flame me and <laughs> blow up my uh blow up my social media but uh i i i actually am pretty excited about this as much as i hate the pixarization of every park uh i love that movie it's one of my it's one of my favorites and i think it's going to be done tastefully and it's they're building a new show building for it and i'm always for building new and not tearing down, so reusing and then building on on some property, uh, but not tearing down. So that one I think is going to be a win. So if you're keeping score, Star Wars, meh, Pixar plays, eh, Guardians of the Galaxy, meh, and then Ratatouille, I'm like, eh, okay. <laughs> so I'm kind of moving up the scale there. Uh, and then they're going to do by Mission Space. There's going to be a restaurant, a space theme restaurant which I'm sure there's going to be some Star Wars nods in there because how can you not? As that's all Disney does until they just whore it to death. But I think that's going to be fun. I think what it'll be, hopefully will be good is it might be like a little reincarnation of Horizons. There might be some Easter eggs in there, some old Horizons one, and it's like everybody loved Horizons. That I was the very last person to ride Horizons um, when I was a cast member in 1999. And uh, hopefully they will they'll bring some nods back to horizons. I mean, they have to because mission space is such an awful attraction. It's like ride it once. Good job. If you don't die. So there's got to be, uh, there's got to be a nice balance over there. And so I think this is going to be nice. Uh, they're also updating mission space, but nobody cares. I certainly don't care. And so I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, but the restaurant, that's actually something I'm pretty excited about. Makes me feel like it's a little more towards Epcot center unless they put like, the Guardians of the Galaxy and Star Wars and whatever uh, inside the the restaurant, then uh, they probably will. So cool, cool on restaurants, cool on eateries. What about the Magic Kingdom? Oh my gosh, gang! Tron, 
what? Tron coming to the Magic Kingdom? There was a lot of speculation that the Tomorrowland Speedway was going to get nixed and Tron was going to come in. And uh, I, I didn't believe it at all. I was like, there's no way. You can't stick one roller coaster next to another roller coaster. Magic Kingdom doesn't need any more e-ticket attractions. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. And where they decided to put it, there is there's not a lot of room but then i started thinking that they're get they were they starting to tear down that uh the old arcade that's next to space mountain and then i was like oh mate maybe this thing's really going to happen and it looks like the tron roller coaster i mean it is it's coming to the magic kingdom but what it looks like from the artist renditions is that it is behind the Tomorrowland Speedway, Speedway. So that old Tomorrowland Speedway, which is such a cult classic, you can smell the gasoline and you only go like five miles an hour and you ram into people. And it, like that's, it feels like Magic Kingdom to me. And then there's going to be this massive Tron overlay. So uh, I don't I don't really I necessarily agree with where it's put. Uh, that could have been cool in the studios or just outside the studios. Uh, but I, from what I th- everything I've seen from Shanghai Disney, this ride looks super, super cool. And my friends who have been there, they said the ride's insane. So I'm actually very, very excited for this one. And I'm glad they didn't get rid of an attraction to put this one in. Uh, they're just adding, again, it's going to be weird. Crowd control over there is going to be a little nutty. Uh, as the sight lines, the sight lines are going to look really weird from, uh, from driving in or from the contemporary or even kind of making that turn into Tomorrowland. It's going to be this gigantic, weird, wavy, flappy-looking thing. Uh, But again, nothing original. It's building off of IP, so not much of a storyline with that one. But, you know, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Moving on. So we've got going to have a new theater in, in Main Street, USA. So it sounds like there's a new show coming in, and that's going to be really neat. Uh... It's going to be based on the Willis Theater in Kansas City from the 20s, so we're hoping it's going to be kind of a history of Disney show. That would be really neat, um, but I don't know what uh, what's going to go in there. So I don't know if there's been a lot of information. If you guys know, then then let me know, but I'm still trying to figure out like what that story is all about. So going outside the parks, let's talk about transportation and getting to and from the parks. So first of all, we've all heard about the Disney Uber, the mini vehicles just another example of premium transportation so we had the buses and we had the monorails we had boats we had some trains in fort wilderness for a while and then we got the premium buses where they take you backstage for i don't know 20 dollars a day or something like that like fine like i still call bullshit on it but if you're gonna do it you're gonna do it i hear it's been pretty positive uh that now we've got the the ubers the mini ubers so I think it's $20 or something like that, but they'll basically take you all over the place. So I'm just interested to see like when the park ends uh, in July or in December, how easy it's going to get one of these. And I can see where it would be needed if you were really trying to get somewhere, you're really trying to beat the crowd. So I'm kind of giving this one a pass. I mean, I, I don't really know much about it, nor do I, I think there's going to be, it's going to be that impactful. I think there's going to be a handful of them and, and I guess we'll see how that goes. But, uh, so that's a pass. So we're going to let that one, let them go. Now here's the big one that everyone's been speculating for a long time and it's the gondolas. 
guys, help me understand why this is a thing. Help me understand how this has happened when we've got monorails. And I know monorails, the fleet is aging and it costs a lot to build the infrastructure. But now we're going to have these gondolas that are going to take you from Pop Century, Art of Animation, Caribbean Beach. They're going to take you to Epcot. They're going to take you to the studios. Like it sounds neat. But then you think about what that looks like. Like we're talking about miles and miles of gondolas and elevated platforms and cabling. And if this doesn't look like an amusement park, I don't know what does. Because there's no way you can tastefully do this thing. There's no way that you can put these things up in the air on these gigantic poles and tastefully do this. So now we've got an interworking of all this transportation just kind of scattered around. And this one is, I completely and wholeheartedly do not agree with what this is all about. I mean, I'm sure the view is going to be amazing. And it's going to be really neat. And it's nice that some of the value and moderate resorts can get these transportation elements. Um, it's weird that deluxe resorts still don't get anything special, but uh, I, I, I'm going to need to see it to believe it. But uh, this one... I think this is the biggest one that I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Like, what is just going Who is coming up with these things? Who is in charge? Because I, I don't get it. Um, so I would say at the very, very, very bottom of my list, almost, there's actually one that I'm sure you can guess. But I, uh, I would rather much see more monorails. Maybe everybody else would see more monorails, and it just can't happen. I don't see why it can't happen. Um, but maybe the capacity for these is bigger. I have no idea, but, uh, if it's tastefully done, then who knows? I just don't have a lot of faith in it. Uh, DVC property. I'm really talking about that. Disneyland, uh, the Disney cruise line fleet is growing. I'm 100% on board with this. I love Disney cruises. Every time we go, we have so much fun. Last time we went, we did, uh, the concierge service. So we had a, um, a concierge room or club room and the service was amazing I would highly recommend it to anybody even if you don't have kids uh, because you can kind of get away from it all and they really take care of you so uh, I'm excited to see another boat come in or another ship come in um, because it's a lot of fun and I always have a good time on the cruise and we always have a good time there so big thumbs up to the cruise probably the top of my list is uh, new boats new boats coming in I'm really excited about that and California Adventure is doing a lot of stuff too. So uh, we know that uh, Disneyland has started the construction for Star Wars before Disney World. And so that's going to look good. Uh, they're taking the Midway and they're turning it into Pixar Midway. So here's another example of taking original content, original ideas, and throwing them out in favor of something that's already been mass marketed, mass sold. Everybody who goes through recognizes it so you don't have to build backstories it's lazy and that's nothing it's nothing more than that it's just lazy and it's being able to capitalize off of stuff you've already done which you know that's not what i was that's that's why six flags you know licenses batman because you're just tapping into ip uh what was the other big thing that i wanted to talk about oh the music of pixar coming to the studios that's kind of neat uh, that's kind of fun, you know, live orchestra playing Pixar music. I'm a musician, so I would love to see how that works. I mean, 
Randy Newman, Michael Giacchino, uh, Thomas Newman, such great composers have, have penned work for Pixar movies. And uh, as you know, I was a musician at Disney, and a lot of my friends are still musicians at Disney, so I know there's top-notch talent playing them. So that's another one that I'm really excited to see. I don't know how much of a draw it's going to be for people to just sit and listen to music, and I know they're going to probably play the, the film clips as the music plays. But I, I don't know how much of us have staying power it has for or scalable for people who are not big music fans or musicians. So I'm interested to see or hear how that's going to work. And so the last thing I want to talk about is uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Seems like a neat idea of... Mickey needs an attraction. I mean, he used to have the Mickey Mouse review way back in the day, and PhilharMagic kind of was for Mickey Mouse, but he never really had anything. So uh, Mickey and Minnie's Railway sounds like a neat idea where you basically go through the screen and you ride with Goofy and Mickey and Minnie on this crazy adventure. But here are two things that have really got me just questioning everything (laughs) a it's the new animation which is so weird it's like ren and stimpy and it's really jagged animation and it's not there's nothing classic about it there's nothing again as like i said with the pixar stuff there's no staying power it feels like there's no equity built with this iteration of mickey mouse and so when you put this out into the ride that's it like that is Everyone's knowing that Mickey Mouse moving forward, and it's its not, I don't think it's great. It's really contrasty, and it's jagged, and there's no classicalness to it. And so, even the writing on those cartoons is not good at all. It seems like they've staffed that out, too. It's like interns writing it. I don't know, but... So I'm not thrilled about that. And then the last thing is that they, they're replacing the great movie ride with this. So they are taking a icon, and I don't care if you disagree with me, I'm that's my belief, and I always stick with it. It's an icon. It was built to have a park built around it. It was literally built to have a park built around it. And now it's being just ripped apart because uh, people don't want to sit and listen to old movies. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts on The Great Movie Ride. I know when uh, back in, I don't know, Oh, five maybe when they rewrote the script and destroyed the great movie ride just lit a fire and doused everything with gasoline uh and then the robert osborne stuff i was excited because i thought the ride was gonna go away a long time ago and then tcm stepped in and and then i hearing about how the tour guide doesn't do anything and they don't run a vehicles anymore and it's just it's not what it was and i get it and and so it's sad it's sad to see it go it's such a detailed attraction. So many animatronics. Uh, it, you don't get to experience that anymore. Like, where else do you experience that now? The Haunted Mansion? And Pirates? And even Pirates is changing? And pff, let me start on that. But where else do you really get to experience, like, a full-on... Um, like, the movie ride was an Imagineer's playground. It was literally an Imagineer's playground. And every day, those those rides are going away. Smart Imagineering is going away. And I don't care what you say about uh, Avatar or whatever, the screens and 3D and the same thing over and over again. 
but there is not smart imagineering there's smart technology there's cool technology but i don't necessarily agree with the way everything's going and i'm sorry that's just me and feel free to shut this off but that's how i'm feeling and to see something like the great movie ride be ripped apart for a thrill coaster or whatever it is it's just it's it's wrong it was just wrong and if i was if i worked there if i didn't work there it's just wrong and it's really sad because this is like I would say with Rock and Roller Coaster was that first phase of not being studios anymore because it was put in uh, Sunset and had Aerosmith and it's a great ride it's one of my favorites don't get me wrong I love it I love the theming around it I just wish it wasn't where it was if there was a way that we didn't have to make that happen I mean the the contrast of the of Tower being right there and Rosie's and and all that stuff and the music playing and then you just walk into this courtyard and it's like ugh it's it's like they slowly have just been kind of crushing the studios and what what I loved about the movie ride too was like the movie ride is the last place that I can think of other than you know Madame Tussauds or some Hollywood museum where you you cherish movie making like the history of movie making where you educated those who didn't know anything about it i mean mary poppins singing in the rain casablanca wizard of oz these are these are they're all like historical you know they're all designated historical you know property media because of what an impact they had on the culture and on movie making and and audiences they they had this amazing grasp on us and they gave us a chance to imagine and believe and and go along with uh, with crazy stories and to rip that out and not have a place to to be that educational resource or, or to embrace the, the beginnings of Hollywood and the magic of Hollywood it it's wrong and uh, I'm sorry this one's a downer guys uh, but this is the way I feel <laughs> And I, I'm hoping that someday we can we can have a renaissance of of smart work and good work and animatronics, not just one per ride or one per park, but n- numerous animatronics that technology can make even better and stories that are original that don't come from movies that. Uh, you know that you've exploited and yes I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth because those are all famous movies but you guys get my drift yeah it and to be able to craft an original story where where people are challenged to not only write a smart backstory that that the audience can get quickly but the audience is challenged with adopting that and building it and and, and believing it and embracing it and and socializing it I think that's what I miss and that's what I'm going to miss and I can't see anything moving forward that has that feel that has that energy that the old Disney used to have uh, I just I don't know guys I don't know but I have a kid on the way so I'm gonna have to go a lot and I tell you, I'm excited to see some of these things. Don't get me wrong. I love new things, um, but I love the old things probably even more. 
and I think it'll be fun to show my son that uh, not only will he enjoy these rides and, and kind of make them his history, but I can I can show him the places that used to be there, the things that used to be there that I was a part of, as mom was a part of. I think that's going to be pretty cool. So, anyways. So, uh, yeah, wow. Episode 11, Buzzkill Disney, right? So, thanks for sticking around if you did. Kudos. We'll all get through it together, guys. I promise. I have faith. I have faith that there's going to be good stories and better attractions in the future. But right now, I don't know. I don't know. It's not like a grumpy old man, but, you know. So, hey, we'll get through it together. You and me. You and me. So, and if anything, we still have YouTube. And we can look at all the old stuff and uh, all the pictures that I need to share on social media of all the things that uh, I got to do back when the park was parks were a little bit different. So, anyways. Uh, thanks for sticking around, guys. Please make sure you check me out on, on social media and uh, we'll continue the conversation. Again, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I promise I'm not a grumpy old man. I just am trying to figure out. Uh, I mean, I know what they're doing, but I'm just trying to maybe come to grips with it. So hopefully uh, next time will be good. Well, next time will be good. Next time I'm going to talk about some more Tapestry Nations and I'm going to share some um, some of the music that I used to listen to on the float as I was going into the parade uh, that uh, the guests never heard as well as some of the first iterations of the music that was never they were never played or they were played the first, I think, week the parade went live and then we they changed a bunch of the music or they changed the intro and they removed the drum solo at the very beginning and so I'm going to share some of that. So coming back around, thanks for hanging around with me on this one, guys. I know it's a little bit of a buzzkill but my, I, my heart is just a little broken this information so we'll see uh but again hang in there we'll, we'll get through it together <laughs> and uh i'll see you next time